1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. It is KCIM Sports Rewind on the air, being brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance. Once again, if you're an athlete who demands power and strength, check with them. They've got an eight-week workout program that will get you just that. Call 794-5241. You can be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Or as we're talking now, smack dab in the middle of the dang season. We're talking <laughs> about a month away from playoffs here for basketball and less than that for the postseason for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, wrestling sectional is coming up uh, in uh, just over two weeks. Um, February the 5th is is when the sectionals start for all of our area schools this year with Carroll High dropping down into Class 2A this year. So, um, yeah, uh, you, you get two weeks to kind of get yourself ready ready to go and, 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 and be ready. Yeah, now it's time. And I saw uh, a deal with the dual rankings, and I think South Central is ranked ninth in the state and dual rank in the dual tournament. So, um we have some teams I think that can that can make some noise and could have some fun here. Yeah, they're ranked ninth in the duels. They're ranked fourth when it comes yep. to the overall uh, team rankings. Um, so, and I had to, I had to ask the other day because I was confused and 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 I did. rankings in wrestling are different than rankings in almost every other sport. Absolutely. When it comes to the team stuff, so I had to ask somebody and and, and I said I wanted to clarify it, so I'll clarify it to the listeners just like I'll clarify it to the coach that I ask. I says I know South Central Calhoun's really really good. So I'm not saying that they're not, but I said it was interesting that they were ranked fourth in Class 1A with four wrestlers ranked, while Loma, who's a traditional power, was ranked like 11th but had nine wrestlers ranked. And I was like, okay, how do how does a team become fourth with only four wrestlers and a team that's 11th has nine individuals ranked in the, in the top 10 of their class? And it all comes down to their... Estimating or guessing, I don't care. Uh, anticipating the amount of points that those wrestlers will score down at state, and Jeff's yes. been saying yes. it all year that the four wrestlers from South Central Calhoun should score enough points down at state to be able to finish ahead of Loma, who has eleven <laughs> ranked wrestlers. Who came up with that system? I that I don't know because I was sitting <laughs> it's here more going of an RPI type right. System. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of like it can't be re- based off of dual record. Then you know because I'm sitting here going because it's not like Loma's out losing a bunch of duels either. Neither South Central Calhoun anyway. But I, it was just curious, and so I how talked about, to a wrestling coach to get that explanation. How about South Central Calhoun putting the wrestling mats in the library so they yes. have enough space? And I. Hey, yeah. Kelly Fishbach, they finally found an efficient use for the library. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hondel with that combat librarian. Well, that would have been the only reason you'd have found me in the library is if well, I wrestled. So Kevin, I, Kevin, I may blow the whistle on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're yeah. you're out for 15 seconds. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's crazy that that's the way it works. Because it, is. it seems like yeah. it just doesn't take into account, you know, somebody's banged up a little injured, possibly. Yep. You know, it, it just throw that out the window if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So, And that's why it's got to play out. You know, that's what they're kind of gauging uh, on, on how the state tournament will finish. But what do those uh, rankings stuff, so. actually mean? And the Nothing. teams have to Nothing. qualify. Nothing. Right, yes. Yeah. yes. So the, the rankings yes. mean more for the individual. It helps you try to get seating and what yeah. have you. So it means more there. Uh, team-wise, it's just a guesstimate, and it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, really. and even in today's world, you know, the seating meetings, most of that stuff is done strictly based off of 
what track wrestling has yep. because everybody's everything is dumped into track wrestling and stuff. So you don't have as much. Not saying it doesn't happen, but now you're not going to sectionals on Saturday morning and every coach is huddled together two hours before the first match trying to debate and argue why their kid should be seated ahead of another kid because now everything's dumped into track wrestling and track wrestling kind of spits out, you know, and then there might be a little bit of discussion after that probably. Oh, but the good the old days part, where yeah. you had the bracket, each weight class in the bracket and, you, and there was nothing on there. You had to you had to place the kids on in the meetings yep. and wow, it was, yeah. there were some intense and, it, and so you know when kids hadn't wrestled each other it would be like well i've beaten so and so well i've beaten so and so and it would turn yeah. into a a pretty good discussion so yeah that's 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 a, that we could spend a whole half hour talking yes. about all this but uh talk about carol high is going to be different this year they've got to go to sectionals yep so what does that mean for them? i mean they're going to have a better opportunity they're moving down a class they're moving does down that a mean class. we're going to see more carol tiger wrestlers Ooh. potentially move to states <laughs> They still got to get through districts. I think it will, and I'm not saying it's 100% because they're down Hmm. from 3A to 2A, because 2A can be really, really strong. But but so is 3A and and stuff. I think part of the reason why I think we'll see more Tigers this year, I just think they're a deeper and better team this year than what they've had in the past, and that's the reason why they've gone on the road and beaten the North Polks. They've beaten the Ballards. They're picking up wins Mm -hmm. this year against conference foes that maybe they they normally don't beat. You you look at that from about the 106-113 all the way up to about Sterling Rodman at 170. There's not really an easy out at, at any of those weight classes for Carroll. Yes, they're open for the next three uh, you know weight classes after that, but there there's some really good wrestlers uh, you know in that uh, in that group from you know Draylen Schweitzer to Cooper Ludwig to uh, to Carter Drake uh, to Sterling Rodman uh, to the Dirks kid you know and, and stuff so Galagos is uh, yeah, in there uh, Jaira Galagos thank you I was trying to pull off all the names uh, off the top of my head uh, so um, uh, 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 um. Isn't that, bizarre, isn't that yeah. bizarre? They have a weight, open weight classes of that. Usually it's the lower weight classes they struggle to fill. Yeah, it's become the upper weight classes. And part of that, you even look at the football team. They haven't had the 240, 250, 280-pound linemen you know, mm-hmm. the last few years. They've gotten yeah. smaller, where a lot of their linemen are in the 180 to 200-pound range. Yeah. So Carroll High... Not as lucky as they were five years ago with as many big, big kids uh, and stuff, and that does impact the wrestling program a little bit. And then there's some injuries and some illnesses and stuff like that have knocked some guys out. I know I talked with Coach Noggle on Saturday morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show, and they thought they were going to get a kid back that would have helped and been in the 195-pound area, and now he's not going to be able to come back. Um, probably done for the season. So, um, you know, that, that, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that certainly does. You look at Kemper, I mean, they've got some phenomenal guys going to Parkus Boys and Wanniger, and they've got, yep. you know, they're, they're got, I would, I, I really think we're going to see, uh, it wouldn't shock me if we saw eight, nine guys down there. Um, and, 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 and of those eight, nine guys, there's going to be, three to five of them that have a chance to be on podium pretty easily. Yeah, and Blake McAllister right now from South Central Calhoun, the favorite to win it all. He's ranked number one at 170. Um, He has been dominant all season long. Hardly any of his matches have went out of the first period uh, and stuff. I know I talked with head coach, uh, you know, Lance Schultz um, down at the Coon Rapids Beard Wrestling Tournament here a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him, I said, I know last year he lost to a kid that was an underclassman, uh, you know, in the championship match, and he went up 
um, you know, a weight class, another kid in that weight class went down. Now, Lance says there's no nothing that says that by the time sectionals roll around, both of those kids don't bounce back into the 170 weight class, um, you know, and then all of a sudden that 170 weight class uh, becomes much mm -hmm. stronger than it is. But, yeah, I'd, we could be in double digits. Now, part of it's going to be, you know, you look at it, we've got a lot of good wrestlers. The problem is, I know I've been talking to some coaches, we've got, you know, the seventh-ranked wrestler in the state, and I'm just throwing out a number here. We've got, say, number seven, but you look at his sectionals, and he's got two, three, two four. <laughs> four, and six, yeah. you know, and, and only two of those guys get to come out of sectionals. And then waiting in the uh, districts, you got number one and number nine. So, you know, just because we've got a lot of good wrestlers doesn't necessarily mean the that they're going to come out because, as Jeff just said, it, it depends and, on the And draw. do they stick them all together? Yeah. Well, they're all in that sectional, so yeah. only two come out of that sectional. Well, I mean, our different teams, right. what have yeah. you, how they're all yeah. going to be dunt lumped in. So, yep. but if, yeah, I, if I remember correctly, last year there was a good amount of wrestlers down at the yes. state tournament. Are, do you think, I mean, you're obviously <laughs> putting your crystal ball out there, but do I mean, you think we can get that number or more this year? I do. I do. I, do. I absolutely do. The one yeah. I'm interested to see, too, is Swords. Yeah. You know, I, I He was sick last year when he was down there, he, yep. and he wasn't feeling well at all. That's a kid, I think... When he's on a roll, could look really good down there. So I, I think there's some there's some kids that that are going to sneak in there that people aren't really watching. I think they could get on the podium. And he had a big win um, that weekend down at the Coon Rabbits Baird tournament. Um, he's a 220. Um, they didn't have a 285, and to be able to try and win the team title, he's capable of going up and wrestling the 285. He had a highly ranked kid from Seidel that was in the 285 and I know he had like 50 pounds on Jaden and I was talking with Coach Schultz and they talked to Jaden and he was perfectly fine going up because he knew it was necessary for the team to have a chance. He went out and pinned the kid um, you know, and stuff so he pinned a heavyweight um, you know, I, I and he like went six and zero on the week. All six of his wins by fall. So, yeah, he he's got a chance to be really good. The interesting thing is, is him and Cal Waniger, and Cal's been just as dominant yeah. for Gepper, both in the same weight class. Hopefully, they won't end I up you know, those two. yeah, or one two. All right, let's break down some of the matches. I know you've been out in some of the wrestling matches and things like that. How have they been going for the area teams? Really well. Um, South Central Calhouns, you know, had a good year. Now, you look at the Ottomans and the Coon Rapids of the world, they just don't have a lot of numbers. You know, they got when, good wrestlers. Just yeah, not, not yeah. Numbers, well, when, when Ottomans got, you know, six or seven guys, it's hard to win a duel. So, you know, their duel wins aren't coming. But if you look at how they're doing in the matches mm -hmm. individually, in the matches that are actually wrestled, they're doing well. Coons had a little illness going through down there, so they actually had to drop out of a couple of meets including the conference tournament that was scheduled for tonight uh, and, and they've been struggling a little bit on the individual side of things um, you know uh, ESAC struggling a little bit this year I think a little more than I anticipated um, they've had some injury issues and stuff up there a little bit but you know the three we mentioned South Central Kemper and Carroll have been really really good in the duels this year. Uh, again, it, it shocks me to hear that Audubon, Coon Rapids, Baird, and that's, it, the numbers fluctuate, but they used yep. to be the strong participated yeah. programs. Yes, absolutely. And everybody else was falling off. Now they're the ones that are struggling mm -hmm. with that. Numbers down in the school overall, you know, and, and, and I'm not making a statement on either sport, but when you're a small school and you're offering two sports, what you're doing is you're dividing up a small amount of boys between two sports. It's yeah. hard to have big numbers in either sport when you're doing it. It was a struggle when I was there, and we had 50 kids in a class. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're really pushing it. it, it it's yep. going to be difficult for them to, for, for all those schools to do it when you're down to 1A. I, I think there's going to have to be some kind of a yep. a, a combined effort type of thing uh, to, to, to sustain. I, I mean, 
both of those are very proud traditional schools, yep. and it's going to be hard for them to combine, but I think you're going to have to look at something in order to, to maintain. And I've got, I can't remember because I'd love to get give credit to whoever told me. I know it was driving back from a game one night. Maybe it was you. It might have been Story Han or somebody. I can't remember who it was for sure, but I brought up, you know, like the Audubons and Coons combining, and both of them are proud programs and want to – and it's like – I wonder if the state would be okay with Coon and Audubon, say, combining their program. The Coon kids still wear the Coon singlet. The Audubon kids still wear the Audubon singlet. So your school is still being then, yeah, you know, represented, represented uh, at the meets. I think that would be an interesting thing for the state to take a look at to maybe allow some of these smaller schools to think a little harder about combining their yeah. programs. But Some of those changes are pretty glacial and coming. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. They don't happen real fast. Yeah, I, I, I do want to say this, and I want to give a quick shout-out to all the wrestling people, and I know that the state did this a long time ago with track wrestling, uh, but I, I truly appreciate track wrestling and what they do. I love the fact that you can go on and watch the matches, you know, not maybe a video of them, but you can follow them on the little diagram on the screen. You know, I got back from Audubon with our basketball game we did Saturday, and the Twin Lakes Conference tournament was still going on up at Rockwell City that South Central Calhoun hosted, and they didn't start it till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I pulled it up on track wrestling and watched the last six weight classes championship matches to be able to kind of get an idea of how the mm-hmm. matches played out and stuff like that when I was able to write my, my story um, that night. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Um, I wish that there was a way that basketball could do something like that. Um, it, it's it's gotten tougher um, as the years go on. Uh, not making any try to type of a bad comment here, or at least trying not to anyway. Um, I had an easier time getting results ten years ago before varsity bounds and quick stats grew to what it is today than I do today um, from a lot of the area coaches. So, or, or some of the area coaches, I shouldn't say a lot. So, uh, it's it would be nice, and I know that I'm going to make the basketball coaches upset. And I understand how everybody's busy. I do get that, and not everybody has five guys sitting on the bench that can keep the stats. Mm-hmm. But when stats are posted five, six days after a game, it doesn't do anybody in the media any good to try and be able to cover those teams. And possibly the solution is what wrestling went to. The yeah. person that's doing the official scoring is doing it live into right. the into the system. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. that's how and they did and it. And you're going to take, it's going to take a couple of people to be able to do that because I know from trying to keep full stats, it's hard to, to go points, rebounds, assists, and steals on every play because sometimes you're looking down to write down and, uh, you know, a rebound and the next thing you know, you look up and there's a basket being scored on the other end. Okay, who made the pass? Yep. Who scored? You know, and stuff like that. So it, it's going to take a couple of people to be able to do that. You might have to have one person that just sits there and talks to the other person who's plugging that information in. But it would just be nice if stuff got posted a little bit quicker. But even if, even preliminary stuff, even if you yes. might, they might they might be adjusted later on a day Absolutely. or two later. But just yeah. to have that basic yeah. information. Because I know Huddle goes back yeah. and restats for a lot of the yeah. schools and makes it official, which is perfectly fine. The schools but, go back and yes, do that for every absolutely, game. Absolutely, yeah. So. But to have some of that stuff, you know, readily available a little quicker now. Uh, the vast majority all really do a really good job 99% of the time for, for Tyler and I at night. But, you know, every now and then you got to message somebody and say, okay, you're four games behind on varsity bounds, and we're trying to announce our, you know, regional athlete of the week coming up this week. And I have no stats, you know, for, mm-hmm. from your, your athletes. Can you, can you please update so I can figure that stuff out? So, and then wrestling now, we're, we're, uh, you're all set up for state. Um, we're going we're gonna to be down there. Yep. I yep. think I've blocked it off for you. Yep. i got to talk to Bill Kane and Bill Gross, Gross and see 
how if they want to be a part because they've been such a big part of what we've done in the past and see how they want to help out. I've got an idea in mind of, mm-hmm. of how I want to, you know, cover wrestling and improve our our state coverage a little bit from what we've done. Not that we've done a bad job, but to just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, add a little bit to it and stuff. So I've got to see if I can get a, a good number of people to go down and kind of make it a little bit closer to what we try to do down at state track maybe. Yep. All right, so that's uh, once again, we're going to wrap up wrestling coverage here and go talk more about basketball as we move on about a month away from the playoffs. But of course, rewind here on KCM also helped and brought to you by Carol Lumber. And if you've got a kitchen remodel coming up, there's a whole lot of myths out there that uh, you got to expand your kitchen, you got to do major changes. No, small changes can make a lot of difference in your kitchen. And of course, bigger is not always better when it comes to kitchens. So talk to the great folks at Carol Lumber. They can map it out on their computer, help you out with all the products you need, and uh, design help, you name it. They've got it for you right there. So talk to the great folks at Carroll Lumber with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll, and get that kitchen to where you want it to be. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind, brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance. Basketball is about a month away from starting their sectionals for the girls, or regionals, actually. February 16th is the date for that, so it seems weird. They they knocked off about a week of the winter sports season. It seems like they knocked off about a month, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, because February State Wrestling is going to be what? That, that same week as the playoffs just starting for the girls. Yes, yeah, and usually we're started a little bit before that, you know, they... Um, you know, made adjustments to, to be able to give football and the fall stuff a little bit more of a cushion, and it's kind of crunched things a little bit more. I, I know that that was a, a frustration for the summer sports coaches because now all of a sudden um, I understand the frustration uh, and not taking anything out on the fall, but um, I am not looking forward to this spring and summer when we have state track going on and regular season baseball and softball games at the exact same time. Baseball and softball usually started the Monday after for games after state track. This year, the the baseball and softball games start the Monday, and then that Thursday we have state track Thursday, Friday, Mm. Saturday. So you're going to have teams that are going to be trying to have kids down at state track trying to get baseball and softball games. Now, some coaches might schedule a game for that Monday or something and then not schedule anything, you know, until the following week. But I I don't understand, you know, I understand that they wanted to give everybody an off week. That I do. I just don't know how you – crunch the spring sports because you already had tennis and soccer and golf going into the baseball and softball season and now you're just dumping something else into the middle of it and and I think it's just going to make things a lot more hectic for the kids. I, I can understand that. You, know, you want kids to participate in other sports. Yeah, Coaches want that. They yep. need that for those sports livelihoods, but that's just not doing them any well, favor. The dead weeks, I mean, I remember back, that, that you got one dead week in the in the summer and one dead week in the fall, and it was yep. And that's winter. not enough. But I, it was nice, though. But they, was nice. they, they and, went and, away with it. I mean, you yeah. want you, I, it, you want to why participation somewhat's down is you keep running these kids from sports, 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 sports. And, and they need the dead week. They, I'm they, not they saying need, they, they don't. need to let those kids take a break. I just don't know how you can schedule a dead week. And then at the same time go, okay, we're going to now have yeah, baseball, sick. softball, track, soccer, tennis, and golf all going regular season at the exact same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't know how that works. And I will be honest with you, 
I'm still sitting here trying to figure out how am I going to go down and give the same coverage at state track and also be able to do things for the baseball and softball games that are going to be played during those nights because we're swamped working 15, 16 hours a day down in Des Moines with state track. How in the heck am I going to add another couple hours? Don't worry about it. always rains at state track. It'll get rain out for baseball softball. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk basketball, though, yes. uh, as we got about a month to go before the playoffs begin. Uh, kind of let's talk team by team uh, what each team needs to improve on by the time they get to state, because there's some teams that are struggling out there, some teams that are finally maybe starting to put some things together, but uh, let's, let's start with the girls' side. I, I'm just going to be general on this, and this will be for the girls and the boys. I, I mentioned it last night, you know, during the broadcast down at IKM Manning and, and stuff, and, and, and I want to clarify this as well, because it probably sounds like sometimes I'm being negative, and I'm not. If I was raised in today's world with all of the things that kids have to do beyond just playing sports and all of the different fun things they can do and different things they're involved, I probably would have not just lived my life for sports like I did growing up as a kid. The difference is, is our age group means we didn't have so much to do. We sat down and we watched the games. And I had this conversation with some you know, young kids here recently, so I got their feelings on it, and they, and they kind of thought the same way. We sat down and watched the games and kind of learned the sport by watching the games because we were watching yep. and learning it. Most of the young kids today don't sit down and watch a basketball game or watch a baseball game or watch a football game. You know, football might be different, but, you know, because they have so many different things that they can be involved in and going on. What they do is they pull up YouTube and pull up the highlights or they go to SportsCenter and they pull up the, the video highlights. They don't under, there's just not a lot of game knowledge right now and just decisions that are being made out on the floor or on the court or on the field you know, show that at times uh, and stuff. And, and that, I think, is something that could improve. I agree. And if you think back to the announcers, you know, the John Maddens, the Summerall's, the guys that played and coached, and they actually taught you the game as yep. you watched the game. And you, you got to think of it as a coach. Romo Romo's doing a good job. Yep. Collinsworth, if you can put up with him, but he's got a lot of knowledge. I mean, there's a lot of those guys, if you can listen to them, will teach you. And I think that's the deal. We sat there and watched the whole game and picked up knowledge mm-hmm. that – yeah, I think you're right because a lot of these kids. I I know my kids never watched a game. I mean, right. even volleyball, and they were in volleyball. They didn't they didn't yeah. care. They didn't understand the knowledge, the part of it. So yeah, there's and, so and much that's other not stuff. a knock. No, I mean, it's the, just a the, different the, generation. The different generation, and the world's so much different today than what it is. And then the other thing is shooting. Uh, man, shooting percentages right now in the area. Most of our teams shooting low 30s to upper 20s. Free throw percentages. Most of them are under 50 percent on wow. the season as a team. Shooting the basketball is, is is a struggle for the vast majority, not just of our schools. You look around the state, shooting percentages are are not real good right now. And I guarantee you, coaches are addressing that in practice, but it's just not happening. Absolutely. Right I, I don't want to call out a team, but I'm no. going to mention them. But, you know, the Coon boys this year are under 500. If they would have hit 60% from the free throw line in three or four more games, they'd have three or four more wins. They lost games because they went 7 of 24 from the free throw line. And you're not going to talk to Coach Meyer. They shoot tons of free throws every day. Mm -hmm. They run to get the legs tired, and then they shoot free throws. Coaches are trying everything. It doesn't, you know, and stuff. Sometimes that's just picking up a basketball during the offseason and shooting shots and yeah. shooting free throws and it's going to be stuff. muscle and, memory yeah, that takes absolutely over. you know because you know i played a lot of basketball growing up as a kid and and that was my favorite sport growing up i know most people nowadays tell me volleyball but um i, I grew up a basketball junkie um and 
You know, basketball is not something that you can wait to the season start to pick up a basketball and be a good shooter. It's something that's got to be worked on, you know, year round. It's kind of like a quarterback and a wide receiver. You don't you don't gain that camaraderie together and that timing by picking up a football the first day of practice and 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 chucking a ball to each other. You you work on that stuff during the off season. And and some kids are not. I mean, you may put up the shots, but if you're not ha- if you don't have correct form, yep. you're still going to struggle. Yep. I don't care how many shots you yeah. shoot in the off season. Uh, if you don't have proper form and basics yep. underneath you, then you're still going to struggle. Yeah, and the other, I, I will say this too: kids are stretched thin with everybody wanting things during the off season and all of the sports being rolled into each other and all of the other things that they can be involved in. I mean, it, it, it's hard for a kid to be a kid, you know, and stuff. But those are just a couple of areas that mm-hmm. I notice in out calling games that, you know, uh, if if you if we wanted to see this area take a jump and stuff heading into the playoffs, problem is it's going to be hard to yeah. improve those two areas in the next two, three weeks. Let's talk about some teams that are making some strides forward over the last weeks or a couple weeks or so. Really like what the Carroll boys are doing right now. I think they're starting to play really, really well. They'll have a tough test. I go down to North Polk with them tonight for that doubleheader. Um, North Polk right now leading the conference on both sides of thing. Uh, but you know if Carroll High can get this win tonight, and they're certainly capable of it, that throws them right back into the mix for the upper part of the conference. I really like the way they're playing. Um, Audubon girls, uh, they fell to the number three ranked team, Xyra Elkhorn Kimbledon, but only by five. And Jeff, you were down there filming for us on Saturday. Yeah, that little screen's hard to, to, to see a lot out of. It is, but, <laughs> but down by one yeah. with about a minute, minute and a half left, a chance to knock off the undefeated mm-hmm. Spartans who are ranked number three. So I like the way they're, they're playing right now. So, yep. know, you get another body back, and that would help. Yeah, as well. Audrey Jensen was not able to play for him that day; twisted an ankle. So, um, I still think the Carroll girls aren't playing bad. They're struggling to get wins right now, but I think they're playing pretty well. When um, you watch them, they, they pass the eye test. Yeah, you, you, you see those teams that are struggling, like oh boy, they make some mistakes. They you know some little mistakes, but they're not making the glaring one. They 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 look like a good basketball team. They do things right. They're just struggling to get shots in and make and win. But when you talk about the Raccoon River Conference, that's oh. your margin of error. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. is. You make conference. little mistakes and that yeah. costs yeah. you. Yep, yeah. that conference is still so good. Kemper boys playing really well, sitting yeah. at a little of right around that 500 mark or a little above right now, and and playing very good basketball. They've gotten some nice wins, and they're another one of those teams that you know a quarter here or a quarter there, they could be three, four games uh, above 500. I think both of the games against. Denver and uh, Slashwig, they felt like they gave away, you know, and, and had opportunities to win those games. So uh, I think they're playing well. Uh, of course, you got South Central Calhoun, both the girls and boys. Boys suffered their first loss of the season last week against a Humboldt team who's undefeated and ranked in the Class 3A in the top five and played well against them, ended up losing by 10. But they're, they're just so good with that top five that they have. Uh, South Central Calhoun girls, um, kind of a disappointing loss to Emmitsburg a couple of weeks ago. Not a bad loss the other night against an undefeated Storm Lake St. Mary's team last week. Um, they'll have another test coming up. I'll have their game with Newell Fond up in Lake City coming up, but they're playing really good basketball. So, um, you know, those are probably the team's Coon girls. I had a disappointing loss last night against Earlham, against a good ball club, but, you know, they've been playing well with Bryn Bass and Breeley Clayberg kind of leading the way. Miranda McClellan's been playing well for them as of lately as well. Be interesting to see when the draws come out. I mean, there's a few of these teams that can go 
depending on the draw, can maybe go, but there's some of them that could go pretty deep depending on how you draw out. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was watching uh, Iowa State, Texas Tech a few weeks ago. Iowa State won an ugly game, uh, and then one of the announcers goes, that doesn't matter. They nope. the season, man. Now, win is a win. That's going to be a quality win for them. Nobody's going to remember the game. Nope. Those losses are going to be something they learn from. So, yep. yes, it goes down as a loss, and that's never a great thing. But, boy, if you play well, that can be a confidence builder coming out of that. Well, and you talk about you know a win. I just had that conversation with Cole Corson, the girls' coach over at Glidden Ralston last night. They go over to Ogden, um, end up winning it on a last-second shot from Vanessa Kaler. They steal the inbound play. Uh, and Vanessa Kaler knocks down a jumper at the buzzer to, to win the game for them by two last night. Um, so, the, you know, the, I, I think they were a little disappointed because they felt like they probably should have won that game a little bit more. But, you know, sometimes uh, getting a win on the road and escaping when maybe you don't play your best is, is, is something, as you just said, you build on. But one player over there that right now is just absolutely tearing things up is Paige Clucky. Um, she has just been flat dominant for the Glenn Ralston girls here over the last couple of weeks. Peyton Chardin's been struggling to get games in. What's the status of that program? Um, right they didn't play last night for the girls. Boys did. Um, I know we talked with Tom Kennedy last night. Tyler was texting back and forth with him on the way home from Manning. They are scheduled to play tonight, Thursday, and Friday, and they're planning on getting those girls' games in. So they're at Caminita tonight. Then Thursday, they'll host Arweva, and Friday, they host West Harrison. And I'll have the broadcast of both of those games. The Arweva game got moved. Nick Brinks was originally scheduled to call that, and he's not available. To, on Thursday night, so I'll head over there and bring you that broadcast. And they're part of the Greene County community, and we, our hearts go out to them with uh, the loss of the McDonald boy, the yeah. uh, tragedy that just sounds like they were just out camping and the, and the mm-hmm. camp stove caught fire. But uh, that's too bad. You know, they're all 15 year olds, so you know, they all know yep. them and, and, yep. and hope that everything's yeah. thoughts and prayers thing. to everybody yeah, over there a, and, and, the, and the family and the Greene County family as, as a whole. But yeah, so they're struggling. Just low numbers. And, and for the girls, they graduated a huge class. Uh, yeah. You know, last year that was a, such a you know focal part of what they did for the last three or four years. Um, boys, um, just struggling to score. I mean, it's it's one of those things, kind of like the IKEA Manning boys game last night. 33-33 at the end of the third quarter, score six points in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, they had it seems like every game they have that one quarter where they seem to struggle to put the ball in the basket and they end up losing. And that's kind of what's happened to Peyton Chardin. Peyton Chardin outscored West Bend Mallard in the second and third quarter last night, but ended up losing by twenty eight between the first and fourth quarter because they struggled to score in both the first and fourth quarter. Got any video games coming up this week? Do you have a schedule in front of you at all? Yeah. Um, we're not doing video tonight, um, but we are going to be doing video right now. Uh, hoping to do video with the uh, Carroll girls at Harlan. i got to find somebody to run the camera for that one. And we will do be doing a video for the West Harrison at Peyton Chardin game. So normally we get video a bunch every week. This week I was kind of having a hard time finding people to want to go need, out and run cameras. You need a young so. person with good eyes because I was yes. having trouble with my bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of falls in between there. The really weird part is you're looking at the camera, and the camera's only so big. I could see the shots. I could see the basketball going up over my camera, and then Jeff was calling a basket, but it was about half a second delayed on my screen. It'll really mess with your little brain, brain like mine. So <laughs> I was having trouble with that. Well, you know, as the older you get, oh, and you're getting tough. even older later this week, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, happy early birthday to yeah. the guy over here to my right. 
Well, it's what's it? Seventy. There's still a few days my wife could take care of it. I might not have the birthday <laughs> this year. <laughs> There's a lot of people hunting me, but uh, fifty-three. This 53. Year. Fifty-three. So again, if you want to look at those videos, just go to the KCI. Just go thirteen eighty KCIM on YouTube. You'll find those. Yep. If you're trying to watch both ends of a doubleheader, you got to go out after one game, go back yeah. in, yep. and then you'll see the video for that. Yeah. But it works out great. And everything cool. is podcasted as well, so you can go to YouTube, search thirteen eighty KCIM, or just go to our website and go to our YouTube. Page on our website, and then you can look at all the videos. You can find all of the games that we video broadcasted so far. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler. That's a that's a heck of a system, really. I yeah, mean, it when is. You're, I was just telling John when you're switching from radio to video, that's a big switch. That's that's yeah. a big monument. And monumental we were switch. scheduled to do video last night down at ICAM Manning, but we always try to use the school's internet because it's better than what we could bring along. Well, we got down there last night, and as we're setting up, their tech director comes over and says, "Hey, sorry to tell you this, but." We lost internet school-wide a couple of hours ago, and the cable company's working on it, but it's not going to be up till about 3 o'clock in the morning, so we have no internet here at the school at all, so that, that kind of wiped out our ability to be able to do video last that night. did away with that, but it is yep. fabulous. It's brought to you by yeah. New Way Forward and yes. Grand Rapids. Thanks absolutely. to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. sponsor that. So that is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. You can catch a podcast available on the website and the mobile app coming up here in just a couple more minutes.